Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another bonus episode from me, the Asian Madness Podcast. Today, I will be telling you about something that happened in Taiwan around the year 2012 to 2013. This was a newer case to me, as in I never heard of it. This was brought to my attention by my coworker Casey. So thank you, Casey. As always, listener discretion will be advised because, well, murder and details of murder. Here goes. 36-year-old Chen Wanting from Taipei had gone missing sometime in December of 2012. Her mother was alarmed, partly because, well, aside from being missing, her daughter also suffered from some kind of mental health issues. I'm not trying to be insensitive, but it just wasn't really specified. She was immediately reported missing on December 17th to the police. Months went by, Chen was still missing. But one day, about three months after she went missing in March of 2013, the police received a note telling them exactly where they would find the body or the remains of the missing woman, and that the note was left by someone who referred to themselves as quote-unquote Mr. Chen from Sanchong, done out of the kindness of his heart. FYI, Sanchong is a district in Taipei. The note, though, directed the police to Jiayi, a city in southern Taiwan, about five hours driving distance from Taipei. The police followed the note and arrived at a public bathroom near a temple or park around night time of March 15, 2013. They went inside the bathroom. Inside one of the stalls, they discovered a plastic bag. Inside the bag was a jar wrapped in several layers of clothing and more bags. It was wrapped with about seven different items, but once they got to the jar, it contained the head of the missing woman. Someone had apparently decapitated the woman and stored her head in the jar for three months, and the head had been lathered with a few layers of salt, as if trying to preserve it. Quite a shitty thing to do, and an awful thing to find. Let's now move on to the investigation and find out exactly what happened to Chen. The police first looked into Chen's background and the people surrounding her. You always start with those closest to the victim. They immediately zeroed in on her twin brother, Chen Jiafu, who was a chef by day. The police realized the killer had to be someone close to the victim because, unbeknownst to the public, the victim had actually had her name legally changed in recent years, but she never told anyone about it. Even her neighbors knew her by her old name. In the note sent to the police, the victim's new name was used, indicating that it had to be someone who was close to her, so a family member was likely. 
Another very obvious clue was that、uh, Chen Jiafu took out six different insurance policies on his twin sister in the year 2012. It's pretty ridiculous and obvious. The family was apparently struggling financially. Their mother was old. The sister was unable to work due to her mental health issues, and the brother was only recently married. In other words, he had to take care of his entire family. But that's not all. The police looked into Chen Jiafu's behavior since his sister's disappearance. It became even more clear that he was involved somehow. According to his wife, who was from China, she smelled an intense foul smell coming from all around their house around the time that the sister went missing, which was December of 2012. When she was about to look into it and clean whatever had to be cleaned, her husband got angry with her and told her to leave it alone. Super sketchy. Normally, people don't say no to your house getting cleaned. His wife left him soon after and returned to China, claiming that there was a death in the family, so she had to go home and take care of it. But more on that later. One last major evidence: around 4:33 a.m. on March 13th, Chen Jiafu headed over to the Taipei Main Station, the main train station, took a train heading down south, then from the train station took a taxi to the temple, the one right next to the public bathroom. Where the head was discovered, if that's not solid evidence, I don't know what is. He even put on a wig and dark sunglasses when making this trip. He was immediately arrested. Here's his story. He described his sister as mildly retarded and unable to take care of herself. She was constantly approached by strange men and would allow them to touch her in exchange for money. Sometimes, when they would buy her cigarettes, she would take them home and repay them in sex. All this annoyed her brother immensely. As a side note, mental health is not something openly recognized or even really acknowledged in Taiwan, similar to that of Japan and many other Asian countries. So now you have an annoyed man who is also struggling financially. So he probably did what he felt he had to. He strangled his sister to death on December ninth, two thousand twelve, and almost immediately began dismembering her. He chopped her head off and stored it in a jar. As for her body, he chopped it into little bits and tried to grind what he could through the meat grinder. Then he'd flush and wash the bits and pieces down the drain. As for the larger bits, he wrapped them in several plastic bags and dumped them elsewhere. It was later revealed that his neighbors also smelled the odd smell coming from the sewer. Sometimes the water pipes and toilets would be clogged. Another neighbor noted that something grease-like even leaked from their pipes. That is very disgusting. So around this time, in late December, was when Chen Jiafu's wife left Taiwan to return to China. Police eventually tracked her down and asked her if she knew anything about what had happened to the poor twin sister. It was then that she mentioned the foul smell situation. She also mentioned an incident where she opened the freezer and saw a head in there. She was so terrified she didn't even ask about it. 
She just came up with an excuse and left immediately. Excuse as in death in the family. It doesn't state whether or not she recognized a head, but she was said to be too scared to speak out. Anyway, pretty crappy thing to do to your twin sister. Instead of offering her help and support, he decided to use her to help himself. His goal was to kill her and use her death as a way to receive all the payouts from the insurance companies. One thing he did not expect, though. The insurance companies had a very strict policy on missing individuals. The person had to be missing for seven years before they would be able to pronounce the individual as legally deceased. Police believed that Chen Jiafu was in a bad place financially, and he couldn't wait seven years. So he decided to leave what's left of her out so she could be discovered dead, be officially pronounced dead, so that he could receive the insurance payout. Patience is usually a virtue. I don't condone of his actions, but he really did not think the plan through. If only he had waited seven years he probably could have received the money. But obviously, I'm glad he got caught. On July of that same year, Chen Jiafu appeared in court for his first hearing. He was foaming at the mouth, fainted a couple times, and appeared incoherent. According to people present, it was his way to pave his road to the insanity defense. Because of his behavior, he was ordered to get a 12-day psych evaluation at a hospital and the results came out as expected. He did not suffer or have any signs of mental or behavioral issues. He underwent a second psych evaluation in May of 2014, and was again pronounced sane. In the end, Chen Jiafu was sentenced to life in prison. His mother was a big influence in this decision-making. She pleaded with the court to let him live and to not give him the death penalty. They also stated that Chen Jiafu had a harsh childhood, grew up with problems, this and that. I mean, sounds like crap to me. Plenty of people have it worse, way worse, and it does not make them a murderer. Plus, he was in it for the money. He had a goal. His legal team tried to paint him as the good son trying to come up with money for his family, also pointing out that he had never hurt anyone before this and that he was a good son. Also, his mother had already lost a daughter. She shouldn't have to lose another child. What the what? Okay, I am not a mother, so I may not understand, but this logic is very weird for me. The prosecuting team responded with, A good son? Does a good son murder, decapitate, and dismember his own sister? Sure, it makes him a terrible brother, but if this brings grief to his mother, then he is definitely getting the worst son of the year award. Believe it or not, he continued to proclaim his innocence despite all the evidence pointing at him. He appealed the sentence saying that there is no proof or that everything is circumstantial. I don't think he's mentally ill, but he's definitely stupid and irritating. His appeal was basically ignored, and his sentence did not change. It's possible he will be paroled on good behavior in 15 years, but we will see. People have reportedly heard weird noises coming from the bathroom where the victim's head was found in. More specifically, crying and whimpering sounds. 
I believe in ghosts and spirits, but sometimes people tend to hear and see things because they know something has happened there. Does that make sense? Anyway, the public bathroom has since been torn down because it's messing with people's heads, and it was really old anyway. They built a new public bathroom a few meters away from the original bathroom, so it's not built on the exact same spot. So far, no ghosts or weird noises. So there you have it, the brother who killed his twin sister to get money but failed miserably. People in Taiwan are not very accepting of his sentence. If you look at comments on some of the news articles, but they're in Chinese, so you're just gonna have to trust me on this again. The comments always revolve around, how is this guy still alive? Or, why are they using taxpayers' money to keep this shit alive? Or, if he can kill his own sister, who knows what he'd do to someone else, etc. In short, people are quite vocal about the death penalty in Taiwan. Well, as in, they're quite for it. Thank you for tuning in, guys. I hope you all enjoyed this little bonus episode. And I'll talk to you all again soon. Till next time. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.